Welcome to Wax Shuffle, episode 57. I'm your host, Wax, here as always, my co-host, Ads. Also, producer Keith doing it, whatever he does. Ads, how are you doing today? I'm good, I'm good. I've survived my booster shot, which I had a couple days ago. And after talking a big game and not um, getting any reaction to the first two, third one kicked me in the ass. Really did. I've never felt that bad in my life. I could safely say I am now anti-vax. <laughs> how long were you? How long were you out? Is it like a like a solid twenty four hours? Yeah, it was a like um I was fine, perfectly fine throughout the day, and then I woke up at like three four a.m. Just the coldest I've ever felt, shivering. I wore about you know three three jackets, three jumpers, and then I hopped into bed, wrapped myself up at like a fucking I don't know burrito, and then immediately I felt so super hot. But I was so like tired and I like, had no energy that I just said, fuck it, we're just going to sweat this out. And then I woke up in my room a couple of hours later and my room smelt like death. So that was what, fun. What? Like death? Like from, from your sweating? And yeah, from the sweat. Like the sweat was just, it was disgusting. Um, hmm. So that was fun. And then I, I went to a Christmas party, Christmas lunch. Yeah. Absolute, and everybody said I looked like shit. And I'm like, thank you. I know. I know, I know I look like shit. And then I left. <laughs> All, right. All right. Also, COVID's kicking your ass in a lot of other ways because I hear the Japan thing is uh, not, not going well so far. Yeah, it's been momentarily postponed officially because they can't um, process uh, visas while the borders are closed. And I have read last night that there is a decent chance they're discussing whether they should continue the um border closure i don't know if that, that hasn't been confirmed yet like officially by any government source but nhk is reporting on it so i don't know there's a yeah. possibility that's gonna happen we're fucked yep yeah yeah we're, at, we're, at, we're at about the one month mark from when you will be shipping out and uh, if you still don't know where you're going and uh i don't know what are you gonna do <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's a good thing you went to the teachers union uh, protest because uh you're in the good graces and they'll let you back. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I could just work. But right now we're on holidays regardless because school holidays, um, unlike the US and the rest of the Northern Hemisphere, this is our summer holiday. So it's our big holiday. So I have no work yeah. regardless. Um, well, when would school start again? It would start um, end of January. So like January 30th. All right. And you have to sign up for like at least, what, four months? Um, I can do casual work, which is like day to day. A week to oh, week, really? Yeah, you can do oh, casual they, work. I didn't know that they let you. I didn't know they let people do that in the union. I thought it was like uh, it was a bit more formal, a bit more structured. Um. Well, the thing with casual work is it's like just covering for sick, sick, sick leave from teachers, whatever. I mean, technically, okay. you can you can sign up to. It's actually very, very like weirdly set up. Um, <laughs> at least at the schools after that, all they do is add you to a WhatsApp group, <laughs> and then at six a.m. every morning, they post. Yo, this is what we got. Who wants it? Who wants him? And it's like the 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 feeding, the feeding show at a fucking, I don't know, at a aquarium. Like they just throw the food in, and then all the casuals just start swimming in the WhatsApp group, begging for food. Dude, is being a substitute good? Because I thought, uh, at least in the states, my my experience has been that. Okay, well, I'm not even talking from my experience. I'm talking about my experience from like movies and TV and shit. But the substitute is the person that comes in and the kids don't listen to, like they don't respect. So yeah, pretty much. I thought, like, but but you go in knowing that. So what what happens? Is, is it just like a pact between the teachers and the student? Okay, neither of us is going to try today. 
Well, what I do is I try and get... The, I, I worked a bit of casual last year um, because like I technically had a full-time thing, full-time also, gig, but it, but it wasn't enough hours to be full-time, so I had to do casual stuff. Also, is it literally called casual or is that what you're calling it? No, it's called casual, casual teacher. That's what you call it. So it's not a substitute teacher? It's, called the, no, it's literally called casual teacher? teacher? Casual teacher. Oh um, man, like with, a, with, with a title like that, like seriously, how is anyone going to take you seriously? Like, how are you going to go in? Casually, man. <laughs> okay. Um... But yeah, like what I do um, is I just like, yo, here's what's going to happen. You're not going to fuck with me. I'm not going to fuck with you. Do do the bare minimum of work where it shows that, hey, I tried and I don't get fired. <laughs> does, a, does a person at least give you like some decent info on where, where they left off? Um, they're, supposed to gi- they're supposed to leave you work. They're supposed to, but uh, I imagine that it's not very consistent. Um, no, no. Usually they will give you some work. It might be like... There are situations where they're like, hey, there's stuff on my desk, but there never is stuff on their desk, for example. But for the most part, at the schools I've taught, they're pretty good on it. Like, How easily can you just get away with coming in and showing them a movie? Um, no, nah, you can't do that. Ah, ah okay. So you I, did that in the last week of, I did that in the last weeks of school. I was like, yo, yeah. you guys aren't going to do any work. Let's just watch a movie. Don't be okay. too no- noisy. But like, right, at the see. schools I teach at... Um, you know, having all the kids survive is is a success story. Survive as in like not they they go to the next grade, they all pass and they can that too. You know but also mean? survive the class, like the, the fifty minutes. Oh, you mean like, like, one hour? Okay. Well, why? What, 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 what's the worst that could happen? Kids could jump out. Kids could jump out of the uh, out of the window leave. from the third story. Um, we had one kid. This was in my class though. One kid left, jumped out of the window. Climbed down and then just left the school. Um, you know, windows could break. Never. Nothing's ever had bad happened in my one, but I've heard some bad stories. <laughs> wait, wait, a, a kid just just like in the middle of class says like, "Fuck it, I'm I'm done." It's like that scene in the uh, what is it? The IT crowd. He just opens the window and hops out. Yeah, that's happened. Well, well, um, so what do you do in that case? It's like, what can well, you do? I, like, I guess. <laughs> You you just you mark him you mark him absent and you yeah, call he, the parents. No, you just um put it on the um on central whatever the fucking system it is, and you just write reason for absence. Jumped out of the window. What else can you do? Oh, uh, okay. It, it's you know wow. Casual work is like annoying and like that's yeah. why there's like such a big um lack of casuals at the, at the current moment. That was one of the reasons why we had um the protests. But it's um feel, it's yeah. fun. It's entertaining. Never a dull moment. I feel, I feel like if a, if, a te- if a kid is like hates the class so much that they jump out the window, that reflects poorly on you. I mean, that, that's got to be a bit on you. Like, well, if you were, like, how how boring were you that a kid would jump out the window? Come on, man. Look, I just take casual work as an opportunity to talk shit for an hour. That's what I do. Wait, talk shit about what? Everything. Talk shit to the kids? Yeah, to the to kids. To the kids? Yeah. Right. Um, right. So yeah, wow. Wow. Look, but honestly, I kind of have pride, and I already told everybody that I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in retrospect, bad idea. And I don't know if I can go back and face them and be like, yo, I'm back. <laughs> so I think I'm just going to uh, work with my uncle and just do landscaping work. Okay. I was going to say, Japan truly getting Australia's best and brightest. <laughs> you know right. what? So it's... Speaking, speaking of teaching, that brings us to our first topic. So, 
Uh, did this? So you you've seen this viral tweet, right? It's yeah, the. Oh uh, uh, yeah. So basically, this this tweet went viral last weekend. Uh, it was it's a bunch of teachers in South Dakota, and they're at like a minor league ice hockey game, and they and there's five thousand dollars in one dollar bills just put on the ice, and they're on their hands and knees trying to scramble to get as much of that money as possible to use for school supplies. And the way this worked out is that it was sponsored by some sort of like local mortgage bank. And they were like, you know what? Instead of donating $5,000, I, th- I think it's the, t- the hockey team and the bank together. They got together and they said, instead of donating these $5,000 to the teachers directly, we're going to have this fun event where they're going to scramble for dollar bills on the ice. And, you know, I... C- I don't want to ascribe bad intent. Like, like this is one of those things that I can see where the people who were thinking about it, they just didn't, uh, they didn't think through the optics. I, I, I can actually see this being a genuine mistake. It's, it's dumb. It's dumb as fuck. But uh, I think the people who, who planned this event thought it was a good idea. But as a result, yeah, this was just uh, the optics were very, very bad. I should say. Ads, what yeah. do you think of it? It was funny. I I saw the comparisons to like Squid Games. I don't I don't know if that yes. was like an app one. Yes. But yeah, that was that was that was the most like overused comparison. Everyone was like, the the, the most overused joke was you know I thought the Squid Game was satire, but yeah, um, I mean obviously it's not considering you know all of those games where people go through like obstacle courses or whatever for money and shit. Yes. You know what's but, but, but anyways, but it is it is deep, it is people debasing themselves for money, and in this yeah. case, it's even worse because they're not even debasing themselves for like their personal gain. It's for like so they can actually do their jobs and teach kids. Yeah, well, so, like so I, the thing is, right? Um, you know, it wouldn't have been like this is at a like a game, right? Like at a like at a hockey game, I think. Um, and if you've yeah, ever been to like yeah. live live games, there's always like. During the halftime or quarter time break, I don't know if does does hockey have quarters? I don't know. Anyways, let's just it say the halftime break. Thirds. It has thirds, whatever. Yeah. It has thirds. Yeah. What a fucking stupid system is that? You either have quarters or halves. Anyways, let's not get into that. Um what was I saying? Uh you're talking about like the okay, break activities, the, the entertainment. Yeah, so, yeah entertainment, halftime, you know, before it was um before it was, you know, the cheerleaders, but that got removed. At least in in the NRL, a lot of the times, um, and then you've got other other times you'll have um like people just come from the crowd. They'll they'll say they picked them random from the crowd. I've never been picked, so it must not really be random. But but beside the point, that's beside the point. Um, yeah. So that you get them, and then they do things related to the sport that you're watching, like kicking out, kicking for goal, or catching, or like catching. Like one example was like catching bombs, like bomb, uh, like a very high kick. Or kicking for goal, right? You could have made them do that. Like, they could have done something hockey related, you know. And also in the video, they're wearing helmets for some reason. And I'm trying to figure out why they're wearing helmets, but I can't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why they're wearing helmets. But anyway, yes, like I, I think we all agree that this was like a horrible idea. If, if it, but I want to ask you, like, from your point of view as like a as a school teacher in Australia. Like, what do you think about the, the state of American education? Wow, what a heavy question. I think I, I don't know enough like personally about it to like know, but I, I know that like, the general shtick is that, you know, teachers are heavily underpaid in America. I don't I don't think um I don't know and I think South Dakota is supposed to have the lowest um lowest pay of any state in America for 
public school teachers. Yeah. Uh, um, well, let me about, ask you, uh, like, what, how, how do you get your budget for school supplies? Like, how does that even work when you have to get stuff? Um, so every school has a certain amount of budget and that budget depends on, you know, how many teachers, sorry, how many students are enrolled, how many students with disabilities enrolled, how many students with special needs enrolled, um, uh, students with, like every, like say, say you've got a student with special needs, they're like adjudicated on some sort of basis that I don't really understand. And they're given like, let's just say this one student's given a thousand dollars to be spent on them. Another one spent 2000, 3000, whatever. Right. Um, and then every staff room also has a certain budget that can be spent on supplies. Um, it can be spent on, it can be spent on things like new furniture, et cetera, et cetera. And usually at the end of the year, what happens is, um, which is what happened this year was principal comes to us and he's just like, yo, this is how much money we have left over that wasn't spent over the year. You guys can spend it however you see fit, pretty much. And we spent it on, um, we spent it on like posters and stuff for the classroom, yada yada. Everyone got together and we just picked out a bunch of posters for every classroom, and that's how we spent okay. it. Okay. Um, in terms of like actual materials, I always buy my own like paper and books and pens and stuff, and I just give them to the kids. And you know, by the end of a term, usually I'm down to my last pen because I never get them back. But that's all right. Oh, so it's too so much wait, spending. But, but is that so? Why do you do that? Is it because the school will pay for it, or is it because it's, it's, it's a trivial cost to you? It just yeah, it's easier. Oh. And like, I I guess I could get like pens from the staff room or something, but I just never bother. Oh, so so this is you just this is not expected. This is not like a like a regular practice. You're just doing it like because you want to. And, yeah, uh, and I guess like if if I really kept receipts and like cared about you know minimizing taxation or whatever, fuck, I could like. Call it like I, I, I'm planning to um to quote my um Herman Miller on tax as a write-off because I, I bought it during lockdown and like you know for work. Um, <laughs> but, uh, okay, okay, but I'm I'm just I'm just saying. So it it seems like the uh, the education funding in Australia and in, in New South Wales is so good that you don't even want to bother to file expense reports. You, like, you're paying out of pocket because you want to. That's how well-funded you guys are. That's what that's how much money we have. We just like, fuck it. Let's <laughs> go. Yeah, that's why we were... Wait, wait, no, no, we don't have money. We're, we're striking. We, we don't have any money. There's no money. Oh, we can't, we, we, I would do... You know, actually, another thing I want to argue is even if I was doing this, my pride would be so like hey, that I wouldn't do it for dollar bills. Yeah. You know what I mean? One dollar bills? Like, come on, man. Like, have, One dollar bills is too few. I'm just saying, like ten dollar. Right. It's got to be at least ten dollars for me to even consider okay. that. And even then, I'm probably not going to do it. Okay, okay. Let, let, let's separate these two things. Let's separate. so on the education side, we we have established that uh, the, the difference between South Dakota education and New South Walesian education is the gap is that uh, teachers in South Dakota they got to get on their hands and knees and like just grovel for money so they can actually teach their kids and. In New South Wales, you guys are so well funded that you are willingly paying out of pocket to give to buy supplies for kids. That's the difference. Yes, that's the start. Okay, that's how stark it is. Okay, America, kind. Of, well, I don't want to generalize America, but South Dakota seems kind of like kind of a shithole. Apologies to anyone who lives there. The, yeah, I, I I thought the Dakotas were kind of shitholes. I thought that was established. Okay, now now let's talk about this in a. So you say you would never do it for adult. So if this was a sort of like actual personal gain thing, this is not for class. You're yeah. saying you wouldn't do this for for one dollar bills. The optics is just so bad for dollar bills. Like I feel like such a peasant picking up 
one dollar bills. Are, are you are you like secretly rich? I feel like uh, no. All that's the worst part is I'm not rich. I, I have the rich mentality. <laughs> the so, richness. So, so you just you just don't care about money. So basically, so yeah, I don't you, really care. You, you buy supplies for kids out of pocket just because you're too lazy to file expense reports. And yeah. if people were and honestly, I'm too lazy I to do tax properly to get my money back. Okay, and uh, what what else is what else is there? So, so I'm looking at this video and. Uh, I would say that, so I, actually, I remember how this worked. I think everyone, they got about $500 a piece, like, you know, during that event. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, that's like the average, I, I think. Like, that's the amount they were about, that they were able to, like, put inside their... This is a weird event. Like, they're stuffing their, like, sweatshirts, right? It's, it's not what you can put in your pocket. It's, like, it's like what you can, like, dump in, inside of your, your clothing. But in, in any case, so you wouldn't do this for 500 Nope. All right. So how much would it have to be? How much would it have to be for you to actually do this? How much would it have to be for yourself? Do, no, no, here's the thing, right? It's not about the money, that, the amount of money they made. It's the optics of picking up dollar, $1 bills. That, that really hurts my pride. Mm. So like the $500, you know, $500 sounds pretty good. Like if, $500, if I just got $500 for, I don't know, hitting a hockey puck into a, into a little hole, that'd be cool. I'll be, I'll be fine with that. It's the optics of picking $1 notes up. You got to at least give me $20 notes. So I feel like not such a peasant picking up $1 notes. So you're saying even, you if, even, if I made the exact, even if I made the exact same amount of money, right? From the $20 notes as the five, as the $1 notes, right? $500 each. It just looks yeah. better. Even $20 actually is pushing it. And I'd need like $50 notes to like really... I don't know. Well, it just keeps going up. So you do it for now. You're saying, you said 10000 before. Now you're saying you could do it for 25000 no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying that even if I made the exact same amount of money from picking up the $20 or $50 notes, I'd feel better as a human being. Oh, just, just knowing that it was... Just knowing that just, it was, I was picking up okay. $20, $50 notes. Okay, okay. Wow, that, that is a very, very arbitrary line. You know what? I, I feel like I've learned a lot about your stance on money and just like wealth from this segment. It's, it's, it's been very eye-opening. But what is it? <laughs> What's my <laughs> stance on money and wealth? I mean, well, I mean, clearly, clearly, you don't care about money that much. No, I don't really. I mean, why would I go work in Japan for thirty thousand dollars less than I could make in Australia? If that was the case, <laughs> all right. And and I'll, and ruin my career path by making sure that uh, it takes longer for me to earn more money because the way it works in Australia is you make more money the longer you're a teacher. Does does Australia have like a or maybe not Australia? Does the country or the teachers union have a good pension plan? Like, like, do you have to worry about that shit? Um, the the country's set up with a superannuation, a minimum superannuation. I think it's like twelve percent, twelve percent, maybe twelve point five percent. Um, uh, but that's a minimum. To, yeah, but you you don't plan to live past forty anyway, so it doesn't really yeah, matter. I yeah, guess. the te the teachers union pension I'm told <laughs> is extremely good. I'm told it's one of the best. Um, the I, government I forgot. pensions. I forgot what you said uh, during the euthanasia episode. Yes, there was a euthanasia episode. Uh, when when did you say you you want us to to get rid of you? Or, or, I, I sorry, said to put, you, to put you to sleep. Well, uh, I said like pushing sixty, like around the sixty mark. Oh, that's like that's like later than I remember. I I vague I, I, for some no, reason no, I remember you asking asking us to like you know put you to sleep like a bit earlier earlier than that. No, no, I said sixties was the max, but like if there were other situations that arose. 
then I could yeah. foreseeably see myself going earlier. But in, in, actually, it's a good point you bring up the superannuation. I can take out my superannuation to pay for my Switzerland trip for euthanasia. Oh. I'm pretty sure I can do that <laughs> legally. Okay. I That's mean, be good. all right. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Wait, wait. Was that confirmed? I, I, we, should, we should follow up on that. Like, they were, were, Did they actually pass the bill there or were they like trying to? They did. They, did. Um, they passed okay. the bill in South Australia as well. So it actually exists now in South Australia and in New Zealand. Oh, um, yeah. Wait, South Australia? South Australia, yeah. Is that the it's, like it's the, state. the state? Oh, yeah, it's the one that's like left of New South Wales, right? Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So they did pass it there. So technically, I'll do it in South Australia, but I would feel very sad with my life and my, my whole life that I went to South Australia to get euthanized. <laughs> what's, what's, wrong, what's wrong with South Australia? Like, what's there? Is that where Melbourne is? Or that, no, that? that's Victor- Victoria's Melbourne. It's where Adelaide is. It's basically a shithole where nothing is and nobody is. And yeah. It has some so, some nice ish churches. That's so, pretty so much it. So you're saying there's no surprise if they pass this law? Yeah, because the people there were dying anyways. <laughs> all right, all right. Doesn't Adelaide have like a cool music scene? Nah, Victoria is probably like the biggest music scene. Um, Adelaide is just known for churches. All right, and they okay. They have, they have a decent um cricket stadium. All right, that's pretty much it. All right. Okay, so uh, you got anything else to say on education or uh, offing yourself or, or whatever? Um, on education, nothing. Um, on money, I think they should have made this. Okay, uh, on on the story, yeah. I just I feel like they, if they made it like a skill based thing, of like, hey, hit some hockey balls into a net, and every the more hockey balls you hit into the net, the more money you make. It wouldn't have seemed yeah. so bad. Yeah, I think the optics, gone viral. Was, the optics was yeah. the problem, right? The picking up of dollar right. notes. Not the fact that they were making teachers play for money. That was fine. Right. Yeah. It's, it's that the game was, it was a particularly uh, yeah, the main degrading game. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Like, that's, that's why it went viral. If it had been a different skill game, fundamentally, it would have been the same issue, right? Like, teachers don't have the money for supplies and you're making them play dumbass games for it. Like the only reason why this got so much attention was because it was a particularly uh, yeah, just degrading game. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't... Twitter Twitter is working as intended, I guess. Yep. Go you go Twitter. Right. Twitter keep keeps winning, undefeated. All right, all right, so, all right. To change tack, very 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 uh, abruptly. Uh, last week, you guys complained about the nominees for the for the grammys this week we'll complain or or not complain about the golden globe nominees i think i think we'll keep this short because w- during our our pre-show meeting i don't know if you can call it a meeting but during our, our pre-show chat as it turns out we've watched like barely anything that was nominated because uh, i don't know what, what, do you, what do you watch these days uh, the only thing we watched anime. was arcane last <laughs> yeah we watched anime and arcane last year, so we don't. And arcane was not nominated for anything. So how did the arcane not get? Is there, is there not an animated thing? There is. I, I think it would have qualified for miniseries, but uh, they're just losers. It's animated they, feature. So there's the there's a one that's called no, animated it, it, feature. That's a film, right? That's to be a film. No, I I think it would have qualified for miniseries. Base. I think miniseries would have been the category. There's no animated TV show category. Yeah, there isn't. Sag. Yeah, but it it would have it would have I think if they had wanted to nominate it would have been a miniseries. But uh, again, they're losers. Raya and the Last but, Dragon, by the way, was a really good 
movie I watched that one. That's it. All right. All right. Cool. Oh, so you actually did watch something? Oh, yeah. I was going through the list. I, I was like, wait, like Belfast, Coda, King Richard, Power of the Dog, Serrano, Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza, Tick Tick Boom, West Side Story. Haven't seen any of them. The only one I saw was Dune. Only, only like nominated thing I saw was Yo, Dune. Dune was, was so good. Wait. Wait, before we go into the nominations, Wax, did you watch Dune at home or at the cinemas? I watched it at the theater. Why'd you have to say theater? Anyways. Um... <laughs> that's because that's whatever. It sounds too primitive. Yeah. Okay, well, did you like it? It was good. I, so so if, if you, you know, if, if you care about the Dudes Network and you listened to the uh, to the pod with, uh, what is it? A brief interruption with Keith and Jason. Actually, I don't know if he said that. I don't know if we talked about this on that pod or if it was in the chat. But Keith, well, Keith, I, well, yeah, Ads, do you know, do you know Keith's take on it on, on Dune? No. All right, let's let's do it. Let's do it again. Let's re, let's rehash content. Keith, what's the problem rehash. with Dune? And by the way, you know what? I'll say I also enjoy Dune a lot, but I agree with Keith with Keith's uh, his take on it too. So let's go. Uh, the the problem with Dune is that it doesn't work on its own. Um, it is it was designed as half of a story, and it's filmed as half of a story, and it comes across as half of a story. And uh, going forward, once part two is released to complete the story, um, I said that they should never show one without the other. And they, as far as I'm concerned, they should never sell one without the other. But because they're going to sell part one individually, they're going to have to sell part two individually. But nobody's ever going to watch part one without watching part two because it doesn't stand on its own. All right, Ads, do you agree? Oh, wait, first off, I got to ask, did you read the books? Yeah, I've read the first one only. I haven't read the rest. Um, okay. I read okay, it recently so as well, think- like a couple, a couple months ago. Okay, so what do you think about Keith's take? I think he's like I can't argue with the take. The fact that like it's it's not an incorrect take. I just don't think it's a problem. Like I don't, I don't think that's too big of a problem. And may, maybe like I just have different standards now because I feel like a couple years ago I would have definitely had taken that as a problem. But maybe is anime just lowered re- my standards. Well, is that because you read the book and you know where it's going? Do you think if you had not read the books, I, I think that you helps. Know, yeah. Because I see where Keith is coming from. Because I feel like if I had if I had not read the books and it ended there, I'd be like, "What the fuck, man! Like, like, why do you end at this point? You built up all this tension, and now you're just gonna like, ah, it's, it would have been so frustrating. I could definitely see like myself being mad at it. I th- like, I think my frustration. There's um, no payoff. The, uh, yes, there is no payoff. The payoff is the fact that it's just hmm. the payoff is that you're. That as as a book reader now now I, I kind of see what you're saying as a book reader you're just like whoa that was like such a good adaptation of of the, of the book first I just want to shout out the soundtrack I think that's why a lot of people who watched it at home really missed out on how good that soundtrack is in a, in a theater um because yeah, it, good, it, yeah, it good, is an good work immensely by Hans, good good work by Hans Zimmer as usual did did he get a nomination for for the for the soundtrack I don't know if they have a Original. Oh, oh yeah, he did. He did. He got nominated. Yeah, I've People are saying yeah. that it's, he's only won one. By the way, I, I was surprised to learn that when I was researching the soundtrack. He's only ever won one Golden Globe. I, I like the soundtrack, but uh, I like I liked it in general. But I thought that 
uh, man, it, it, it we 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 have too much foreign language like wailing during desert scenes. Like it's become too much a trope. Like I don't think you can do that straight up anymore. Like yeah, but okay, it, but it makes sense in that one because it is supposed to be f- foreign language wailing. N- no, no I, I understand why. I understand why they did it, but like to me, it's it's become such a it's such a meme now. Like I, I don't think you can do it straight up anymore. Like, like, you gotta be self. It's you gotta be, be self aware like, about it. Like spoilers, like a lot a lot of the books, like religious undertones are based on Islam and like you know Middle Eastern culture. So like, it makes yes, sense it, in that sense. No, I understand that. I understand that, but I, I'm saying like Cowboy Bebop do, doing uh you know on, on the desert planet on. on what moon was it? Whatever you know, the desert moon. You know, you're not talking about it's Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah, it's a desert. It's one of the moons of Jupiter, and they 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 do that thing. It was okay. It was cool in 2004. That's all I'm saying. You know, back then it was Wait, cool. Cowboy Bebop was 1999. I'm pretty sure. Oh, sorry. Whatever. It was cool in 1999. It was like, oh man, they're, they're, 1998. They're, okay. It was it was cool in 1998, but 20 years later, whatever. 10 years later, I, I can't give it back a track of time. Anyway, many many years later, it's not as cool. By the way, it's, did we discuss the fact that Cowboy Bebop got cancelled on Netflix? Fuck you, Netflix. Suck a dick, Netflix. We win. We win. Okay, continue. Okay, yeah. Okay, going on. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just saying. So the soundtrack was good, but like, if I have to, if I roll my eyes for a second when they when the soundtrack uses like a very obvious trope at that point, you, you got to be a bit more creative. You got to be a bit more like original, man. Yeah, fair. Uh, I still think I think that that you guys are right in the fact that it doesn't stand. Stand. You know what really annoyed me, by the way, while I was at the at the film, um, was the fact that there were these guys at the front of the film. Well, first off, somebody took our seats at the side of the film, so we're really in a bad mood. And some guys at the start of the film, every time Zendaya was on the screen, they would yell, "Ooh, Zendaya," and clap. Oh shit! Sorry. Well, I, I and that was definitely Keith. I don't know how he got to Australia, but it was <laughs> it was Keith. And I was I about he, to have a punch on with them. God damn it! He he, he did he did his own joke first. God damn it! I want to get it faster. <laughs> he was pretty quick on that. Um, I know. Yeah, um, I, I think th- I really like the film as a film, not like as its own like like just as a like as a concept as like the the design, the set design, the whole um, CGI. I, I think every part of the film as like standalone elements works insanely well but then i guess when you guys say that it doesn't work as a package as a whole package by itself then i get where you're coming from when yeah. when's the next movie supposed to come out is it, is it in a while or is this like right after i don't know i think Keith would know he's the one who's most involved in this uh oh, 2023 2023 yeah okay so it's okay. not even like already done it's like we're still working on it no, but yeah, yeah, I like I agree with what you're saying because this is what I what I was uh, saying to Jason. I was like, I think every part of the movie is phenomenal as a production. I think it's incredible, except for they shot themselves in the foot when they went into it with the decision to make two movies and didn't do anything to sort of like hide the fact that it was going to be two movies. They didn't do anything to sort of ease themselves out of the first one and into the second one. And so I think it's worse than the sum of its parts. And just like, imagine not that like, so where we, where we are now is like incredible production. You have this movie, 
you know the second one's on the way imagine if they were still so they went into this production they made this and they were gambling that they would have the shot to make the second one imagine if the movie flopped and there's no part two coming so all you have is this one dune part one movie for the rest of time Aragon. i'm still angry that Aragon did get no movies even though the first movie kind of sucked um yeah <laughs> i get, but they didn't right then they, they knew that they were getting a second one is that correct uh they i'm so i'm iffy on point. the details here because i feel like they when they finally made the decision to go to hbo max day and date release and then they got closer to the release date the executives sort of made it seem like they had already made the decision before the release of the movie when all the way up to that point it was always is this movie going to make enough money at the box office to warrant a sequel because uh denis doesn't do particularly well at the box office ever um but then as we got closer to this day and date release it seems like they had pretty much made up their minds that it was going to happen and it didn't the release numbers didn't actually mean anything Hmm. um according to according to wikipedia which you know isn't that good of a source um it didn't do incredibly well at the box office but it's okay i don't know how to calculate it with the whole um hbo max release like simultaneous release but apparently it had a budget of 165 mil and it made a box office of 390 mil all right all right, one, one thing wikipedia is a great source and i know you have to tell the kids so they you know they learn that you have to tell them it's not a great source but it actually is like it's actually like an incredible source yeah, yeah it's definitely a good source i don't give a fuck no one says yeah, yeah. I, I told yeah. no, i told the kids straight up by the way i just i just say yo like what you do is those little buttons that you guys copy paste in and never delete because you're fucking idiots um <laughs> just copy from there just, yeah copy from the source link, click on that link go to that and go to that source and fucking use that anyways um, but yeah, so so as far as I know, right, like uh, a doubling of a doubling of the budget in the box office is like a decent, I mean, not even a good, a decent, um, a decent amount, right? So it barely, it just went over double the budget. Yeah. So that's yeah, okay. It's, so it's fine if Dune did that number without covid and without the day and date release of hbo max so that number actually mattered to decide if there was a sequel they would not have gotten a sequel with that number yeah i agree yeah yeah non-covid environments oh by the way i gotta go back to the theater because like there are some burning questions that are left unanswered so you so you have reserve seating in the australian theaters right um yes okay and and there's some guys sitting in your seats there was a guy and a, a couple, yeah. Okay, oh, okay, it was a couple. Okay, so I was, I was, I was gonna say, why, why did you beat the guy up? No, but here's the thing, right? What happened was because we we'd gone in a pretty big group, but we didn't get seats all in one row, right? Like we got back to back rows, but two people came late, and we and in the confusion, and by the time by that time the movie had already started, we they I didn't realize that they had taken their seats. Like I thought we just like were in. I thought that was just there was just two extra ones in our room. Um, oh, okay. So that wasn't like your I, seat. That was seats from your. Yeah, it was not yours. It wasn't my seat. Yours. I already. I, I got my seat already, so I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> okay. But yeah, um, so that was annoying. That kind of. Like, I just think, 
I, I just think as a, as a fan of Dune the book, um, I'm willing to look past this because I know that if they did this well with this part of the of the book, then I, I feel like they're gonna they they're going to do well in the second. I know that's not not something you should like take, you know, take it with a grain of salt or whatever. Um, they could always fuck it up, but I feel like they had a, they have a really good potential to make an epic second second film like, like a. And I, and because I see that potential, I rate this film even more. Even though that I get what you mean, but hey, like if, if if you see like Harry Potter, you know, the movie, the last the last two films, right? Part one doesn't stand alone. I don't think so. No, it doesn't What's really. The difference? What's the difference? Uh, well, I haven't seen what any. Well, I I've seen like one, two, and four. I think are the three Harry Potter movies I've seen. Uh, no, but honestly, besides that, it's the same complaint. It's the same complaint. Ahead. Like, like, like all of Keith's complaints, like about Harry Potter, like Deathly Hallows Part One, Two. Like, it's, it's, it's the same valid complaint. It's for people who've read the books and just they already know the story, so they can't be disappointed. But it's the same problem. I think the fact, the difference is that um, that Harry Potter gets the gets more lenience because it's the seventh film, so everybody's already. It, like there's people invested from the books, but people also invested just from watching the films, right? But they get they 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 got that lenience. Um, the other thing was like the um, I can't believe that they did this, by the way. But the Hobbit being three films, only I think film two stands alone on its own. Film one is a horrible standalone film. But again, the Hobbit gets more lenience because of the Lord of the Rings being such a massive franchise, I guess. And even then, people hated on the Hobbit. For various reasons, so I think I think part ones of movies just aren't that good on their own in general. But I think that the fact that that's why I think comparing it to those kind of movies like The Hobbit, uh, you know, Harry Potter, um, what else was there? There was the I'm sure there are more, but these are the only ones I watch. There was the Hunger Games last film was split up into two. I think um, I think it was like on a fundamental level was so much better than those that I rated it very highly. Yeah, yeah, I haven't no, seen I'm, any of those. Okay, so that's why you I, yeah. aren't used to the concept, maybe. No, but no, but but there's like ways to do it well, like like Avengers uh, Endgame. What is it? Infinity War Endgame. Like that's probably like, probably one of the best example, recent examples of intentionally dividing a story into two parts and doing it well. Like it's possible to do it well. Okay, yeah, I forgot about that one. That one's a good one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible to do it well and have people love it. Like that's like probably the best example. Like. If you want to go further back, there's the original Lord of the Rings movie series, but that's not a fair example because those are all written as separate books. They were intended to be like, they were intended to stand alone and like stand up that way. So, yeah, but I would say yeah, the last Avengers movie was probably the best example of how to do it in a way that the audience is satisfied, and uh, you actually do get to make your uh, six hours of epic movies movie shit. Yeah, it is funny though that they they got. They like backed themselves into a corner when they announced Infinity War Part One and Part Two, uh, to the point where they had to like keep telling people over and over that they were gonna be standalone complete stories on their own, and then they ended up giving them individual names as well to differentiate themselves from each other to convince people that they would be movies that stood on their own as well even though they they tell like one long story basically 
they they yeah. st- the infinity war like has a like a clear endpoint. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not, it's kind of like Lord of the Rings, basically. Like, Fellowship of the Ring, it ends on a down note, but it tells its, you know, it tells a full story. It tells a whole story, and then we go on to the two towers. So it was kind of like that. Just because it has a downer ending doesn't mean that it had it had a bad story arc. It did tell, like, within itself a full story. Anyway. Do we want to talk about uh, Keith, any of the um, nominations? Uh, I wanted to ask Keith, because I feel like Keith is the one who probably uh, watched most shows out of us which is not to say that he watched a lot of them but what do you think about the uh the disney plus mcu shows that were nominated and i mean to say that the only mcu show that was nominated was uh wandavision and both um elizabeth wilson and uh paul bettany got nominated for their roles you think that's fair you think it's fair that they're the only ones who actually get any kind of credit here uh yes mostly because um falcon and winter soldier is fine it's good but it's not a particularly like it's not in like an achievement in acting in any way right like it just it exists and it's good but it doesn't nobody's writing home about the performances in that show um wandavision is the opposite where it's great um but also it was set up to be like paul bettany and elizabeth olsen just getting to like do what they do and just act their asses off basically in that in that show especially elizabeth olsen i feel like she uh, going against who she's nominated against. I don't think she's going to win, but I feel like she would have a better shot of winning uh, over Paul Bettany um, based on her performance. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the other, what if is animated. So it wasn't going to get any nominations. And then Loki uh, maybe, but that's the one I haven't finished. So I don't know how good the performances actually are in that one. And then Hawkeye isn't, isn't finished yet so oh hawkeye's not eligible uh i don't know i think shows have to they it would have to air in its entirety uh, uh before the period is over which it will but yeah. nominations are already out so like i don't know so the the globes are weird because it's a calendar year um period of eligibility from january to december and then the ceremony is at the beginning of the following year, but we already have nominations, so who knows? Yeah. Um, versus, and then, so it, uh, if you pay attention to awards at all, you'll see that like a lot of the um, best actress in a miniseries or television film um, nominees are the same as the Emmy nominees from uh, this past year. And that ceremony was in September, I think, because the Emmys run from summer to summer and the Globes run for a calendar year. So you just have like some, they have overlaps and nominees, even though, their nomination periods are like six months apart and the ceremonies are a handful of months apart as well. And so it just makes things 
really weird, like Kate Winslet from Mayor of Easttown, Elizabeth Olsen for WandaVision, and uh, Cynthia Erivo for Genius Aretha. I think all three of them were also nominated for the Primetime Emmy, and Kate Winslet ended up winning that award. Okay. Yeah, but... Uh... The the other interesting thing to know was the fact that um I I don't know like I haven't been following them but I just noticed a lot of the televisions there was just so much domination from streaming platforms like Netflix, Hulu, and Apple TV, um and very little you know um I guess HBO is technically a streaming platform now, um but very little nominations from like original what you call like the you know the big you know television companies like you know you had yeah the bro- yeah, the, the broadcasters, the, the, the yeah, networks. The networks, yeah. Um, like, well, we had HBO, like I said, but FX. Is that it? Anyway, what... where have you been the last, like, three years? It's been this way for a while now. Has it been this way for a while? I don't know. I just yeah, felt it, like it wasn't that big of a domination, I guess. But maybe I'm wrong. Um, nah, it's yeah. been this way for a couple, for a couple I think years now. I, the other thing we must read about is Noah Kane, Read. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah, so I, I I thought the maid that maid was a very good show. I watched that. That oh. was a pretty good show. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you watch Squid Game? Right? You're you're the only one here yeah. who watched Squid Game. Yeah. Well, wait, you guys didn't watch it? No, I watched nah, it. No. Nah. Oh, okay. Wax All right, right. Watch it because he hates it. Yeah. Well, no, because no, I don't watch anything. Like, like I said, I only watch. I only watch Arcane. I only watch Arcane this year. Ar- Arcane is like the only like actual serialized show I watched this year. So I gotta ask you guys. Uh, did they did Squid Game get these nominations? So it got two nominations for acting performances and one nomination for show. Uh, did they get these nominations because it was so big and such a phenomenon? They felt like they had to, or were these performances actually worthy of some kind of like credit? Oh, and the nominees are um, it's Lee Jungje as uh, the main as lead, and yeah, uh, who is this? Oyoungsu as the old dude, player one. So what do you guys think? Were these just like token nominations because it was the biggest show and they feel like they have to give it a nom or were they actually deserving? Do you want my real opinion or do you want my meme opinion? Uh, you give me both. Let's go. Uh, I'll I'll say them both and I'll surprise you. can tell me. The, first off, I just want to say um, this just proves to all the haters that Squid Game was a good show and they can get fucked. But also, on, on a counterpoint, it, it is like... A, a show that was just so big that they felt like they needed to throw it a bone, just like um, uh, just like the Grammys felt like they needed to throw a bone to, you know, the biggest artists like Kanye and Drake. Which one's the real one? Uh, I I feel like, I feel like they're both real opinions. <laughs> Damn, I... you got me. <laughs> <laughs> I think. They are. Mm, drama might be a bit of a like a best like drama. A, a bone. Yeah, best drama might be a bone. Lead actor probably was just because of uh, how massive the show was. The old dude—that's a legit nomination. Yeah, he, he is it episode seven, the Marvel episode. Not gonna say anything other than that. If you haven't watched it yet, to be honest, we should be a lot spoiler, you know. Um, he he had an, an an immense performance in that episode, but I, I guess 
still a bit of hate on the ending, but that's okay. Um, it's not his fault the ending was shit. Uh, yes, I, I agree with the, the... I don't know. I haven't watched any of the other dramas to tell you like my opinion on the rest. Um, so I'm going to avoid that. What was it for actor one? Uh, the Ted Lasso nominee. Wait, wait, I'm looking for the wrong one. There you go. Again, didn't watch any of these, so no opinion. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so I, guess, so I guess I have no opinion on whether they win, but I'd like to see the old dude win. Wait, it, it does seem like you have an opinion on Ted Lasso despite having not watched it. I mean, I did watch like a couple episodes of it, but that's not oh, you did? That's, okay. that's a comedy. That's not part all of it. All right, right, right. No. All right, cool. um, I didn't. Also, has been cleaning good. up at the award shows. I feel like it's yeah, just like an, it. it's an award show bait show. I feel like it is an award show bait. I don't think it's that good. Mm, okay, it's, it's, I also not watched. You no, know, actually, so. I, I think it's just it's so American. It's it's American soccer fan bait. That's what it is. That's I don't true. know how there, well, there I don't is... know how well it did in the UK, but I feel like it didn't do as well in the UK as it did in. As it did in, uh, did, in, did in the U.S. Yeah, I feel like the cross section between like people who really care about art in uh, care about artsy television and people who are fans of the EPL in the United States, it's like uh, that Venn diagram is is like very very overlapping. I feel like. Yeah. Again, I don't know how well it did in the U.K. Um, it's also on Apple TV Plus, which means that I only watch it through a friend streaming it on on Discord. Um, because I'm not gonna give Apple money for Apple TV Plus when it has three shows. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I was about All to right. say it being on Apple TV Plus means it didn't actually do well anywhere because nobody is subscribed to Apple TV Plus. You get you get you get a year free, right? Like you get you get a free year. I mean, even then, I like I don't know how their numbers break down or whatever. But the last report I saw from a few months ago was that Apple TV has like. 20 million subscribers which is like nothing that's nothing oh, that's way more than i thought it would happen <laughs> um but I mean, if they're including free, like subscriptions the that they've given away and stuff then that's even less so i don't know how many people are like actively choosing to be subscribed to apple tv plus Jason. but we're talking about like disney and netflix being like five and ten times Yo, they increased my Netflix sub again. It's $23 a month now. Yeah, what man. the fuck? Netflix is milking everybody. Yeah, I'm canceling it when I go to... Actually, I can't cancel it when I go to Japan because it's the only fucking anime streaming platform in Japan. Fuck. Really? But you know what really? I'm going to do, though? Yeah. yeah, like, all the anime is... If you, if you go to Japan's Netflix... Netflix already has a lot of anime, but I think it's, like, one of the few... Like, there's obviously Crunchyroll and shit won't work unless you get a... VPN, and I don't know if I'm bothered to do that. Um, I'm never going to Japan anyways, but that's beside the point. But yeah, I think the, the plan is, because you know what happened? I got roped into being the family account for Netflix. I got like the switcheroo done on me, and I fucking hate it. Because normally I would just sub to Netflix for like a month, watch all the shit I want to watch, and then cancel it. But now I have a, you know, Confucian responsibility for my family, for my parents, filial party and all that shit. Hmm. I approve. Sucks. I approve. <laughs> so this is the one place like where you want to save. This is the one place where you want to save money. Like money means nothing to you except when you're paying monthly subscriptions for uh, for content. This is the only time it matters, dude. You, yeah. Also, I just don't like paying money for no reason, like for for no benefit. 
if it's benefit to somebody, <laughs> then that's fine. Yeah. Like the benefit even isn't even to me anymore. I'm still paying for it, right? Because the benefits yeah. to my parents and my brother, which I who yeah. I hate. But that's besides. So, so, so altruistic. We're, we're we're painting a quite quite picture of you. You know, you don't mind paying money for your parents, your students. It's like as long as you're spending money for for other people, it's all good. It it means nothing to you. Yeah, but I I refuse, and I'm gonna fix this. I refuse. I, I re-signed subbed on uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. I refuse to pay the two dollar international fee for for some reason. I don't know what happened with Square Enix, but they used to let you pay in AUD. Now they don't anymore. So I got I got to, I got to fix that fucking international no, fee. That, that, that's your government's fault for like for having a worthless currency. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you you guys should sell more stuff abroad or something. Is that how how foreign exchange works? Like, how does your foreign? I don't know. We sell a lot of shit go up? abroad, don't we? No. I don't know. Maybe it's because you stopped selling coal to China. I don't know. No, but isn't it better for Australia's dollar to be weak? I and we sell more shit. I mean, uh, international trade podcast coming to you soon. I don't know. Uh, anyway, money bad. That's anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. what was yeah, I think we're done with the right. Golden Globes. All right, let's, let's move on. Okay. Uh, uh, we we you looked know, at a lot for how much, <laughs> how very how, little we knew. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. So, and, yeah, TLDR, Arcade Not Nominated, Worthless Awards Show. Okay, so let's move on. Um, I guess we're not going to hit all our topics today, so uh, I'm just going to pick the coaching one then. Is that, right, is that cool? Yeah, yeah. Let's do all, right. all right, so, uh, Ads, do you know anything about this case? Do you want me to... I should sum it up for you, right? S- sum it up? I, I did read a bit about, like, who he was and what he did. There was, like, a Twitter thread, right? I read that Twitter thread. Right. Right, right, right. So basically, uh, Urban Meyer, who was one, is one of the most legendary college football coaches in America, uh, he this year he made the jump from college sports to the pros, and he was the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he had a tumultuous, not even a full season, he just had a half season, where it was just riddled with scandal, and he was eventually fired because like the team, like, it was just too... It was too embarrassing, basically. Like he, he invited scandal and just like controversy on the team, like week after week. So the stuff that got so there, there was some funnier stuff. Like basically, he was seen at um, like after a game, he was seen at a bar and he was cozying up to someone like like forty years younger than him, and that was just caught on camera because I don't know, he's a moron. He 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 doesn't know that he's a famous person in public places. So that that kind of stuff was just funny and embarrassing. But the stuff that got him fired eventually. Was uh, it turns out he's being very, very abusive to his uh, his both both his coaching staff and his players. So he was uh, there was an anecdote where he would go to all of his players and say, "All of you are losers, and I'm the only winner here." And ask literally ask his coaches like, "Give me your resume. Tell me what you won." To to just put all the blame on them. Oh, and the team sucked, by the way. I should mention that the team was absolutely dreadful. So he was like just going to putting all the blame on his staff and abusing them for, for being terrible while basically saying, like, I'm a winner, I'm great. And there's also a scandal. This was the, uh, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back a couple of days ago where uh, the kicker on the team, and the kicker was, was playing poorly, by the way. He was missing a lot, a lot of his field goals. Uh, he said during like, practice, uh, Urban Meyer, basically he kicked him. It wasn't like a, you know, like a really hard kick, but it was like, you know, it, it was like one of those kicks you... He said it was like a five out of a ten. So take that as take that as you will. And he said like, was... and yeah, yeah. So basically, he said, yeah, he he said uh, the the player Josh Lambeau told him like, like, don't kick me again. 
like, don't, don't fucking kick me again. And Urban Myers said back to him, like, I'm the head coach. I'll kick whoever the fuck I want. That's, that was basically his response. So that got out in the news. So that was the, uh, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. He's gone. It was an interesting saga. The drama was wonderful as a fan of the NFL. But I want to use this as like a springboard into just talk about coaching in general. Um, is the style of coaching dead? Like, is it is it totally dead or is it? Because oh, I feel like I feel like it's not dead. This only came out because the team was terrible. Like yes, when, I agree. When the, when, when the, the team, team was good. Like, is it, yeah. Did you watch that um Netflix show that was uh it was like some it's not even college football it's like the division lower than that like division two college football like okay. community college no, I didn't, I, what was that show called uh, it was about like some uh, some coach. documentary or or do you mean like yeah a, like it was a, a documentary fun. about it. so it like a, like an actual like live documentary like it was oh no never mind I, no I don't know what you mean then buff time while I switch it up all right all right Keith. Keith, did you follow this scandal at all? Uh, very tangentially. Okay, I mean, like, I, I, I don't know, like, what generation of sports you grew up watching, because, like, I feel like this is one of those things that it felt no- very normal, like this kind of like hard ass militaristic coaching. This isn't even militaristic, I would say. This is sort of like the coach having just being a dictator, being a tyrant, a tyrant. That's been like that's I that's been like normalized in professional sports for like decades now. And like I don't know, I don't think that this is quite the. Uh, like some people are painting this as like a turning point moment that like you can't do this in sports anymore because that's how you know society has changed. That's how like player empowerment has changed. But I just think uh, nah, this is just uh, you can't be an asshole when your team is bad. You can be an asshole when your team is good. That's yeah, yeah. I found it. It's okay. called Last Chance You. So it follows some like a college, uh, community college football program. Where essentially there's a lot of athletes like it's like, like that last chance for a lot of athletes who might have you know um, failed at what the, yeah essentially the 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 head coach is known for being a super hard ass coach he swears a lot like abuses his players pretty much but it and then verbally the sec- abuses what verbally abuses, physical abuse I don't think okay. there was any cases of physical abuse but he does like call his coach like his coaches like dog shit shit cunts. Um, Eventually, um, he resigns because of something. I can't remember what happens. Like, he says something about, uh, but essentially, he said uh, he uh, there was like a re- redemption arc for him where he he stops swearing. He's like, uh, guys, I I've, I've found God, and I, I'm gonna stop swearing. No, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, uh, he texted a player. Hitler's he texted a player like that he would be. 4.10 uh, p.m. on field, you German, I don't know what he says, have 17 points towards you, 425.6, that little explanation, and you got an extra point for not hanging the line poster as instructed. I'm your new Hitler figure. Hitler figure. Hi- I'm your new Hitler. Figure out your life. So he's basically oh saying, like, he, the guy did something wrong. Uh, yeah, so he told him, I'm your new Hitler, whatever. Anyways, so yeah, that guy was like super, super, like, super over the top. Um, he got fired for that, or he resigned for that. Um, okay. To have some examples from football, I guess the most common examples no, no. of people like, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. I was gonna say like, what's what was the point of that example? Because that guy got fired, so like that guy got fired, but everyone loved him. Like he seemed like a okay. very loved figure in the show. I feel like, oh, he's polarizing, but I think because he was such a good coach, like by the way, that that so they were that, winning that so, season. Yeah, so they were actually season, winning. 
that season that he got fired, they lost like almost every single game. Uh, okay. <laughs> so like so that, that was. So basically, he was the same person forever. But what, what, when he was winning, they're like, you know what, we're winning. We'll 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 keep him. But when once he started losing, they're like, okay, you know, you're an yes. asshole. You you gotta go. Yeah. So the first first one, they were like, they they like won almost every single game, and they got kicked out of the comp because they had a brawl. Then they keep winning a lot of games. Like they're doing very very well, and then they they leave. They they, they start losing every single game, and then he gets fired. That's pretty much it. So, like, the, the key to this is you have to be a winner, right? Um, like, nobody shit talks people like Mourinho when he was a hard ass and he'd like flame his fucking players in press conferences, but when he was winning, right? But as soon as he starts losing, yeah, a Mourinho figure gets but, kicked out very quickly. But I, but I feel like that's a little bit different, though. Like, so that's sort of like the discussion to be had here. Like, Mourinho was like very, like, he criticizes players, but he didn't do it in, like, when he talked to the media, he didn't do it in sort of like a, um, what should I say? Uh, it wasn't crass, right? Like, he didn't call yeah. it. Like, he, he did it in sort of like a. I mean, I, I guess maybe if you want to like boil it down to the essence of it, he was insinuating that they were losers. He was insinuating that they weren't trying hard. But that's like, like, like tone matters. Like that's that's actually a huge thing. Like you, you can be sending the same message, hey, you're not good enough, but like going up to your coaches and asking them, what have you ever won, and you know making a leak to the press or doing a press interview where you suggest that your coaches, you know, where you sort of imply that they could be doing better. Like those are totally, those are totally different things. Yeah. I mean, like, he's talked to you about like, like, like coaches using negative reinforcement. Like that's like, I don't think anyone has anything against that. I mean, well, maybe some people do, but like negative reinforcement, people don't, they're not against that on principle. They're, they're sort of against you being like, just an out and out asshole. Yeah, I, I guess so. There you go. I think they're against you being wrong. Like you can you can't be an asshole and be like I'm the only winner here and then your team just loses every game. Like you're just wrong. Right. So like you can be an asshole and win and then when you shit talk your players for like a loss or whatever uh then i mean you're you still look like you're right about whatever you're doing like you know you look like you know what you're doing and you're good at your job but if you're just an asshole and you lose then you're just wrong yeah i think there's that but there's also like like maintaining a baseline level of respect on the surface right like you can't disrespect your your coaches your your coaches and your and your players that way or or so we think like well if you're losing anyway if you're winning, apparently you can. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the, the fact that it, first of all, I didn't realize he was like such a um, such a renowned coach in the um, in the college f- football thing. I think uh, just he's probably he's, he's probably the second greatest college coach of all time. Yeah, so I, I think something to note is the fact that he came out of the college system with an extremely big ego. I'm gonna assume, um, and also, but he was also f- f- coaching people whose egos were irrelevant because, you know, the college football was seen as like a stepping stone for their actual careers. And then you know, listen to this guy who was like the deciding factor of whether they would make it anywhere further, right? So so the egos that he was dealing with was a lot smaller. Maybe the way he uh, he approached the big leagues wasn't quite with the, was the same when it should have been a bit different. Um, so I think that's why he failed. But the fact of the matter is like if you're winning – Winning solves everything, right? Um, 
you know, like let's let's to pull to pull it back into like this the football context. I know when uh, when I played footy, um, not at any high level, when, uh, when we would lose games, the the punish like the coach would choose the three shittest players, and they would have to do extra drills uh, at training, right? Like so, you'd have to stay thirty minutes after training, um, and I know in some rugby league clubs there's something called the fat club where if if you are if you are if your weight or whatever or like your measurements or whatever over this is at like a professional level though you are part of the fat club it's actually called the fat club and you essentially have to do more drills you have to come earlier you have to do more work at like workouts and you wear at some clubs i know that there used to be like a special you used to wear like a like a different color like shirt to everybody else because you're part of the fat club so, you know, would that be like considered proper? Probably not. A bit of abuse. But I think it, one thing that I remember, I, I was only ever part of the shit cunt club once at my footy team. Uh, for some reason, we got fucked that, that night time because he decided that the he our coach was a garbage, uh, was a garbage uh, truck driver. And he said that the punishment for that week, it had never been done before, was that we had to wake up at 6 a.m., and go to a park, and then we would have to run in front of his truck while he was doing his garbage truck run <laughs> for a block. Oh, that's fantastic. It, it was yeah. actually, you know what? It's one of my most memorable memories. It was super funny looking back on it, that's but what... I was swearing at him the whole fucking time. Oh, that, that, that's, that's, uh, see, see this, this is why I, I can talk, I can talk about like my experiences about, about getting like beat in Korean school with a, with a laugh now. See, you understand. Abuse is funny. Come on, come on, Ads. It's funny if it doesn't cause any long-term damage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. It does. So it's probably not funny. Yeah. I, I, feel, I feel like that like sort of segues into like my uh, big question about this kind of stuff. Um, so one, do, uh, do you think necessarily that this met- these methods are effective? Like, do you, do you think these these met these like harsh methods exist because? Like they're tried and true, and they actually are effective, or is that sort of a sort of like a relic of the past? And because you know, like teams are successful in many ways, right? There, yeah. There's definitely teams that like win by being like very, very like so- like soft and fuzzy and warm, and you know, like have a spirit of uh, like it's, you can Ted Lasso, you know, this the spirit of togetherness. So may- maybe that's like an antiquated thought. I don't know. What, what do you think, Ads? Well, yeah, people blame like Mourinho's suckiness now. Well, not suckiness, but him dropping in his level now to him not, you know, adapting his ways to a new clientele, if you would. Um, and the fact that players can't take the criticism as they could before. And whether that's true or not is debatable. Um, but I do think right. that e- even the fuzzy coaches have that steeliness about them where they can take shit seriously, even if they're not, even if their outwardly appearance isn't as, you know, steely as the other ones. It's really hard to tell because I saw like Pep Guardiola, he's not known as like a, very harsh guy again like he's not known as like as like the you know like the the cuddliest coach either but he's not like he's not an asshole like yeah. that's not his reputation but at the same time it's really hard to ascribe his success to his personality because well you can't separate it from the fact that he's always coached insanely good rosters right yeah like like how much of of, of pep's like success is due to his tactical brilliance how much of it is due to the fact that he always gets good jobs and how much of it is due to his actual like personality management style, and it's so hard to separate those things. Well, yeah, he he coached just for people who don't know, he coached the the I think in my opinion the greatest team of all time, which is the Barcelona two thousand and nine to fourteen era. I think 
Um, I yeah. might get getting those years wrong, but roughly around that era, I think by far that is the greatest team. Um, not just tactically, they were just ridiculously good in the fact that their domination. Like if you watch that team play, uh, I'm going to go back to the United versus Barcelona grand final in I think 2008-2009 um, for the Champions League final. Um, you watch that team and you watch Manchester United, the, the, the best team in England, had won countless uh, English uh, Premier League titles and the game was, the team was chasing shadows for 90 minutes. Like it, it was as if you were watching a semi-pro team play a professional team. The, the difference was that large, that, that the game, it wasn't even a game of soccer. It, it was just, it was an insane difference. And I, I think he coached that team. Then he went to Bayern Munich who have won what, 13 out of the past 14 years of, uh, of the Bundesliga, and then he went to Manchester City, who have like in, infinite resources, pretty much. But he has done extremely well there in a, in a very difficult uh, yeah. country. But they've they've also never won the Champions League, and that's always been a criticism of him of not winning the Champions League with that roster. So uh, I, I guess we'll see. But th- th- then the question, the real question you should be asking is to bring it back into this: is would he do better as a hard ass coach? Yeah. So, so the example that I, I would go to is like, so before him, the greatest coach before uh, Pep Guardiola, I mean, whatever, you can throw Mourinho in there, but it's probably Alex Ferguson, the, yeah. the long-tenured head coach of Manchester United, adds your favorite team. And he was infamous as being, well, one, he's very old. That's why he was old school. But he's sort of infamous as being a very strict disciplinarian, like a hard-ass, kind of an asshole at the same time, all of his ex players loved him at the end. So, so apparently he like he he clearly oh. knew how to. <laughs> okay, uh, you know, never mind, never mind. Yeah, his, his stars loved him. Like he, Keane kind of escalates him. Um, oh uh, yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, I, I I guess like his he always had a good relationship with his star players. So so maybe he was kind of an asshole behind the scenes, like cozying cozying up to the stars and maybe uh, abusing some of the lesser players. Who knows? Like it, people are complicated. I I think but, the look, one thing for yeah. Okay. No, no, but I'm just saying, like, it's a counter. It's a it's a good counter example, right? Like, prior prior to Pep, probably our most famous and successful coach was Alex Ferguson, who had like a vastly different personnel management style, and he was uh, he was basically the, the image of the hard ass coach, the traditional coach. I think Alex Ferguson was uh, like to to give you some examples. He was a very vindictive coach, and also wasn't wasn't afraid to make things personal, like on a personal level. He would be like very offended if you disrespected him in any way, and he and he had and here's the thing, right? When you're a coach, um, especially nowadays, you're you're coaching players who are making tens of millions of dollars, who are representing hundreds of millions of dollars of investment from the club to buy them, to purchase them, to pay their wages. Um, like the the money the money gap between you and your players is insane, right? Whereas before it probably wouldn't have been as big. Um, so you're dealing with immense egos and Alex Ferguson's approach to that was you show me undying loyalty and I'm not afraid to sell you. I don't care who you are. And the, the biggest example of that is obviously Beckham um, leaving for Real Madrid at some of the height of his powers purely because um, Alex Ferguson just said he wasn't committed to soccer anymore because he was dating Victoria Beckham or Victoria despite, I don't know. What's, what's her real last name? I don't know. Um, she's one of the Spice name? Girls. Made a name. Her real last, her real last name. Okay, real last, that's a real last name. Anyways, um, yeah, okay. but yeah, um, and the other one, uh, he actually did kick a ball at Beckham's face apparently, and it did hurt. Like, it did like draw blood. I can't remember exactly what was the sentiment, but it was pretty bad. 
He apologized for that though. And he's also been vindictive in the way like his son was a manager for Preston. Um, North, uh, I think it was Preston what? Club, and they fired him. And then he pulled yeah. all of his, um, he pulled his loanees and then told his friend, who was also a coach, uh, Pulitzer, to also pull off, pull his loanees. And then that team got relegated. It's a very funny story. Um, so yeah, he, he's known to be very, vin- like, vindictive. And he, he, he always subscribed to the, um, to the yeah. belief that you know you need undying loyalty from your players, or they're not going to be able to perform at the highest level, and that worked clearly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I, honestly, if he wasn't so successful, like a lot of things you hear about him make him sound like a very vindictive, unprofessional, very uh, petty, like good person, right? Not that's a good the person, thing. Like, yeah. But he was really good at winning, so I, I feel like he's like the he was one of the yeah. biggest examples. The biggest examples was, of you can be a bad person and be a winner. Like that, I think that's one of the biggest examples. The, the other thing to note, though, he was he was very good at adapting the way he'd approach his players, depending on the player. Like he he knew how far to push a player very well. Like right. he he knew which player right. to coddle and which player needed that, the that, smack. That's, smack that, on that, the that's called that's called being a sociopath. You don't treat people right or wrong because you care about them. You analyze their personalities and you abuse them if it benefits you, and you are nice to them if it benefits you. That's called being a sociopath. Yeah, probably. Um, whereas I think Mourinho doesn't have that tactfulness, um, and is why right. he's not as good of a coach. Right, right, ex- exactly. He's not as calculating enough. Like, like, he, he, he wants to be a psycho, uh, a sociopath on the level out of Sir, Sir, of Sir Ferguson, but can't quite get there. You know yeah. what? So, so I, I want to bring a Ferguson because, like. Uh, it's interesting. So we're going to dive into League of Legends esports territory for a little bit. So I don't know if, if you guys remember, uh, Keith, uh, well, you probably tangentially heard about this one. Do you know about the CV Max scandal with the, with the Griffin? I don't even know who that is. Okay. No, okay. So basically, uh, CV Max was just like this coach who came out of nowhere and he was brilliant. He like got this roster of guys who were no names before him and he coached them to become like an amazing team. Like I, I think they were I forgot what their exact results were, but they were like a championship contender. And uh what happened was like after so the team eventually it blew up because they didn't have any money and all their players had the all their players were bought out. So it, it all fell apart. They had like a brilliant one year or two where they were there where they were like this incredible fairy tale story and it, it blew up because everyone got bought out. But in the aftermath one of the players came out and, and said, hey CD Max like He's kind of an asshole. He was physically abusing us, and uh, not not to. Uh, I, I don't know exactly what the details were of the case, but so it seems like it wasn't like you know like actual abuse where like you're like punching someone, but he was he was clearly physically intimidating them. You know, like you, using his using physicality to uh, intimidate the players. If you know what I mean? Like it's like you grab them on the shoulders and shake them, or 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 just like you know use his physical presence to intimidate them. So that's what he was doing. And this became a huge scandal in the Korean uh, Korean League of Legends scene, uh, and like if you re- if you read the forums, people who were defending him were saying this is just coaching, this is just like how you coach, like you know, like, like coaching is inherently, uh, it's a bit, it's it's very, uh, what should we say? Oh, it's toxic masculinity. It's it's a part of coaching. <laughs> it's basically what they were saying, and they all would always bring up Alex Ferguson, like he's like the er example people would bring up as like, see Alex Ferguson. Multiple time champion, Hall of Famer, 
one of the greatest coaches of all time, if not the greatest EPL coach of all time. He he coached players the same way. So what's wrong with that? So that that that's what I was thinking. I don't know, Ads. What do you think about this in in terms of esports? I just want to like have his famous quote. First off, he was taken to court, right, by one of his players for abuse. He lost. He and, and he lost. And he lost that. Yeah. Because 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 he because he did because he did like he admit I think uh, factually like he did like you know use physicality towards his players so like he lost it it was a small it was a small claims court like, it was not a large fine but he did lose yeah I think the, the one funny the the funniest one was um the funniest quote I think was the saw quote do you remember that one uh what score the saw so he said Oops. he said saw the player. Yeah, so they asked him why he had uh, so, like so, that gladiator. Sword is sword is the player who was who uh, took him to court who took Stevie Max to yeah. court. By the way, no, no, I said saw as in S A W. Anyways, we'll get we'll get to. Uh, oh, they sorry, asked him bad. why he had the gladi- gladiator mentality, and he said, um, you know, something like, "I'll make sure to give you both the carrot and the stick." Um, that's why you always have your guys at gunpoint. I'll always have you guys on gunpoint. He said that. And then when the players were heavily underperforming, I've gone as far as to say, if you are playing the game with a bomb tied to your neck, like in the movie Saw, would you have made that play? Even if your head was on the verge of exploding? Are you so incompetent that you can't even avoid your own death? But he said, and he counterpointed this with this, um, was <laughs> if they made a good play, he said, are you a genius? How can a human being make that play? Have you been acting all this time? So I love that. Oh, that's my favorite clip. Steve Max's. I, I'm part. I, I do subscribe to that whole old school thing. Uh, oh so yeah, nice. Finally, finally, we've arrived at the place I wanted to. You have a strong opinion. So ads, go on. You 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 would be that coach. You would be Steve Max. Okay. So I actually do have extremely strong opinions on becoming good enough to be the best. Um, in any, I watch this. I I watch you stream League of Legends, so I have opinions. But go on. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, so so I think at, once you get to that level, and I don't mean to the level of just being a professional player, because the level of a professional player and the level of being the best professional player is is as big of a gulf in class between being a casual player and a professional player. That's how big the gulf is, in my opinion. In, in every aspect, and how good you are, and the mentality you have, and the amount of effort you're, you're putting in, that it's just incre- like it's, it's such a difference in, in class, in my opinion. Um, and to get to that level, you need to be insane. Like, th- there are players who are in any sport who are like called, you know, the, the genius, right? The natural born talent. Um, and they exist, and they usually have a very finite amount of time. At the top, and also they're they're so far far and few between, and there are more champions who are champions in spite of not being that you know the gen- the natural born genius, um, than there are people who are just born natural born geniuses, right? Um, the the common example in soccer, I guess, would be, uh, you know, the the Ronaldo or Ronaldinho versus you know Cristiano Ronaldo type player who just works extremely difficult uh, extremely hard that's not to say by the way ronaldo is immensely talented yeah 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 that's not that's not the greatest example because like because like because like yeah Cristiano ronaldo physically he's like probably the most gifted player ever yeah uh, i always give the example of uh of um sir alex ferguson's last year as a coach 
where he's coaching fucking garbage. I just want to get you Alex Ferguson's final year had players like cleverly. Was this like the, the, Hargreaves? Was this Hargreaves? Was this like Owen Hargreaves Smith? might have been playing? Yeah, but basically his team was not good. Like they, yeah. it was a hodgepodge of players. That like these players after straight after he retired did nothing with their fucking careers. Cleverly still still plays to this day. He went into the fucking Division Two for after his time. He came back just playing for some garbage team now in the Premier League. Like these players who won the prem, the Prem were not good players. Or if they were good players, they were at the end of their careers where they were like pushing it. Like this was their last the last dance kind of thing. Um, but they but you know Salzburgs had built such a mentality within these players that um. They, they were. Oh shit! Alan Smith, fucking Alan Smith. Sorry, go on. Yeah, like these these players were just not good players. Um, yeah, Alan Smith was was not good. Yeah, so, yeah, so like the the fact of the matter is 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 that once you reach that that point, um, you need to be willing to sacrifice pretty much everything to be the best. Um, and if and if you're not willing to sacrifice everything, then it's your your coach's job to make you believe that you need to sacrifice everything. To make this work, and if your coach can't do that, most of the time, for most people, uh, I'd say pushing on ninety percent of people aren't going to be good enough to be the best. That's that's just how it is. Um, does that mean that it's impossible to be the best uh, without doing that whole shtick? No, no, you could do it, but it's it's a lot rarer, I think. And for the average professional player, you're going to need a coach like that. And I think people who who see success? Uh, who see who see that success? Who eventually see that success will understand the reasoning. And the people who never get to that point, or or you know, get halfway through that point, um, will see that that will blame that as the reason why they didn't see success. But that's not right. It was just the fact that you weren't committed enough. Well, I'm I'm glad that Ad is uh, a lazy uh, school teacher and not an, a, a soccer coach because mm. well. Yeah, well, like, again, like I'm not gonna do that to some fucking like I I, I do coach soccer by the way. Um, are you I, do you too? Like, yeah, oh my yeah, god. Um, you, oh, you do? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Are you paid for that? Are you paid for that too? No, no, no. It's just um, it's just uh, volunteer work at the locals. Uh, how soccer. how old are the, how old are the kids? How old are the kids? Uh, under fourteen. So what's that like? Year nine. Okay. Uh, okay. So uh, what is coaching those kids? Because like. These are kids who are playing. These are not good kids, right? These are just like kids. Fun, yeah, yeah, they're fun. So, so you're not. So you you understand that so you're not like being a dick to them, right? Yeah, no, like that's that's different. Like if you're playing for fun, like the thing for me, especially when I play soccer, right, is I I need everybody. Uh, this is when I play more. So I need everybody this to be at the same commitment level as me. This is your air. This is your ARAM attitude, right? You bring your ARAM attitude to these to this coaching, right? We're all here to have fun, uh, you know. Yeah, we're, we're here to have fun. Um, but I understand, like, I don't want you to be a fuckwit about having fun, right? Like, have fun within the realms of you know, like, everybody needs to be on the same page here, where we're trying to win. Yes, but I'm also not going to scream at you for missing a pass, right? But don't be a fuckwit and try and dribble the whole team. Unless we're winning ten nil, in which my team, by the way, is good enough to like where we almost win every single game. Like we, we make the finals pretty easily. Is that because is that because is that because of you or yes, because, because you're the best players? Is, <laughs> my tactical acumen in no, soccer no, no, is insane. 
Not, not not me. Tell me the truth. You you just had like the best kid. You had like the one kid who was like whose growth spurt came faster than the others, and he's just destroying them. We did have that, that guy, but then he left. Uh, yeah, exactly. That, that's oh, that's how you fucking. And we that's how you win. Like under twelve, under thirteen sports is literally that. It's just having the the growth spurt kid who's like like six inches taller than everyone else and destroying them. That's that's literally it. There's there's no skill involved. What do you mean? My tactics range. of having five at the back worked very well. Thank you very much. Wait, wait, what? What are you playing? Are you playing like a five, four, one, or something like that? I don't know. Um, the the thing with kids is it's very hard to explain anything than a four, four, fucking two. <laughs> I'm surprised um, they understand. Like, I'm, I'm I'm surprised they they even understand like any zone because all kids do is is they pile up on the ball like they fucking pile on the ball. No, no, they they're pretty good at like understanding winger, striker, yeah. midfield, yeah, and, and like. Defense, so they're pretty. But the the, the reason that, the reason the reason you have to play five at the back is because everyone who's who's playing wing back they think they're a fucking winger. Like they they yes, don't understand. They always, understand. Yeah, what, they always leave. Yes, they they don't understand what the fuck they're doing. They're like, you know what? I'm gonna overlap. Like, and also, no, just, just the way soccer home. works is you always put your shittest players at right back and left back. It's just how it is. No, 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 no. You do, you do, you do. No, 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 you don't. You do, you do. I'm telling you, you do. In Park League soccer, you do. Because yeah. that's where they will cause the least damage to your team. Not because it's not an important role. It's actually a very, very important role. It is. Uh, it fucking is. It is. But it, they, in terms of the detriment they can cause to your team, that's the least amount of detriment they can do. Not, not everyone can be Branislav Ibramovic. True. No, Ivanovic? Uh, Ivanovic. Yeah. Why do you say Ibramovic? Ivanovic, yeah. yeah. I don't sorry. know why you use that example. That <laughs> shows your no. age. <laughs> Because <laughs> they, they don't exist anymore. Because 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 Brownie was like he was like an old because like that kind of like defense defense. Oh, first you mean like defensive fullback? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, like, like a fullback who has no ambition of like overlapping okay. or like, going yeah. for a cross. Like yeah, but he was a really good player. Like that's why he was really good. Like he's like you know what? I'm not fast. I'm not skilled. I'm just gonna sit back here. And I'm gonna fucking defend people. And if there's a set play, I'm gonna head it into in a corner kick. That doesn't exist. No one had like. Yeah, he was, he was a great player. I'm a Chelsea I was, fan, what, by the way. I was watching he, he, he a replay of the 1970 yeah. World Cup final, um, which Brazil won 4-1 against Italy. First off, the funniest I, I can't part imagine, of that, well, the way, I can't imagine how bored Keith is right now. I can't um, imagine how, how bored okay. he is. I just want to say this. The funniest part is right off the kickoff, Pele gets two-footed by the Italian player straight off the kickoff. Just, no, mm-hmm. just a foul. Um, but also the fact that even back then, Brazilian right backs, man. That was something special. Even in the 1970s, they were just like full on attackers. It was great. Um, is that when they were playing like? Th- is that when they were playing like three, like six, one, or like three, six? I don't know. This is this is back then, but I don't know what formation they were going. But it seemed like yeah. like they were playing with two at the front. But it was a weird formation. Wing, for sure. They had wing backs. backs back then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah. In conclusion, I think. Was CV Max wrong to hit? I, I also think that you should never go far as physical abuse, only emotional abuse. <laughs> which, which is arguably in this day and age the, because the, the worst. The emotional worst. abuse is hard to prove. <laughs> oh, God. Don't, don't leave bruises. <laughs> So, so yeah, so so I was I was actually wondering legally. So so I want to so talk more seriously about this again. Uh, I sort of understand like why the militaristic sort of like slave driving sort of like you know crack the whip kind of kind of fucking bullshit works in traditional sports because 
it's physical effort, right? It's like, hey, you want to fuck it. You want to make the guys like try hard, even though they're tired. But like, why does that work in esports? Like, you don't get tired in esports. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, okay. if you're mean, like, you can't try harder in video games. Like, it's not, it's not possible. Like, if you're not talented, like, you can, you can practice more hours. That's what you can do. You can, you can like make, hey, you know, it's, it's, during your free time, you're gonna like practice. You can abuse someone into like practicing like two like two more hours, but you can't make them play better in the game. Whereas in like yeah. traditional sports, you, if you're if you're mean to someone, they might run harder, and even if they're tired, they may like run a little bit more on a play. But you that's the thing, right? That. Like especially in a game like League of Legends, um, where so much of the game is decided, and there is very few like countermeasures that can be made a lot of time. Like, a lot of games you watch at Worlds, right, where the games were decided at fifteen minutes and teams are just going through the motions of just losing unless the team that's winning fucks up there's almost no countermeasure yeah. that the team can do whereas if you're playing something like soccer or whatever you can be down three nil but if you try harder then you can score goals and like physically yeah. improve the situation right like the right. situation is always neutral technically in a game of soccer right. that, like, in that, I mean, that yeah that's why i'm on sword that's why i'm on sword side in this case because like I feel like I honestly, from what I what I read of this case, it feels like CV Max was just like being abusive toward him because he was frustrated at him for being bad, and like he was just trying to, like, like I hate you because you're a bad player, which is true. Like, so Sword is Sword was not a good player, but at least in traditional sports, if you like yell at a bad player, at least they'll run harder, right? They put in more effort. But that's not that's working League of Legends. All you do yeah. is you make them feel bad, and like yelling at them, it might actually make them, make them play worse. Yeah, I guess like, so. I, but the mental game is the only game, right? So it's purely mentally. What? Are you, are you, are you like making a joke and referring to something? No. Was I? No, what do you mean mental? Like, like the mental side of the game is what's important, not the physical side of the game. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's purely a mental game. Yeah, intellectual. It's, yeah, it's yeah. like you can't yell at someone and make their reactions faster. Yeah, pretty much. Or you, you can't make you can't make them make better decisions. Like like so, that's why I feel like this entire like C. I feel like CV Max's ban was deserved. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he did get banned by LCK for like a year. CV Max did nothing wrong. <laughs> okay, I mean, and let's go to the let's go to the song recommendations. You, you know Wait, what? His, I have his, a final his... point about Urban Meyer. Okay. Not that I'm defending anything that he did. Um, but. To be fair, he should have never had the job in the first place. And the only reason that he got it was because, uh, and it's not his fault that the Jaguars are bad. They're just always bad because the organization is bad. And Shad Khan is one of the worst owners in the history of professional sports. That was it? That's the point? Yes. All right. All right. All right. So, yeah, so first, um, you, you know, you know, you know what? Max it sounds like all it sounds like all three of us are are defending abusive coaches, which makes sense, you know, because because you know, as we've established many times in the past, this is the toxic masculinity podcast. Yeah, fair enough. So uh, wait, Ad, do you know who Shad Khan is? No, does he own? A so he team? owns the Jaguars and he owns Fulham. Okay, yeah, Fulham suck now. Yeah, but wait, he's he owned he Fulham since twenty thirteen. They suck because no, they, no, 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 I'm pretty sure he sold them. He sold them, as far as I know. No, no. They just got sold. Okay. Fulham have sucked because Shot Shot Khan lets his son, who likes pro wrestling a lot, but but 
he just lets his son dick around with Fulham when his actual passion no, for no, him. No, he's eating a salt, sorry. I thought he did. Yeah, 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 so Fulham, Fulham sucks because uh, Shaq Khan lets his son, Tony Khan, run Fulham as a hobby when his actual passion is pro wrestling. I just so, want to let you know. Yeah, and the Jacksonville Jaguars suck because he's a bad owner. Apparently he owns AEW, though. Yeah, AEW is all right. It. It's not for yeah, me, but it's all right. But that's because no, no, no. Tony Khan. Yeah, exactly. That's his. That's his son. Actually, no. AEW is good because his son actually likes wrestling, so AEW is good. But he also randomly let his son run Fulham, and Fulham sucks because he's not as into that. I guess. Fair enough. All right. Let's song ricks. Song ricks. Who wants to go first? Uh, you always go first, don't you? I always go first. All right. So in keeping with my Dune theme for this episode. I'm going with Paul's Dream by Hans Zimmer. Um, I, I read a bit, I actually did some research today. About Does this song the, have like random foreign languages? N- not quite. Alright. Okay, it kind of does, but I don't know if you want to count that as <laughs> All right. random All foreign right. languages. Fuck, it does. Ah. Anyways, regardless. Wait, but like, wait, 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 is it a made up language like Lord of the Rings, like Elvin, or is it like, did they just use a real life language and say whatever we're going to use? I think it's just like, uh, like it's just like groaning, I guess. But apparently he was like, you know, whenever he watched sci-fi, sci-fi films, they would all be like, he comes the strings. And he wants to use more electronic sounds to like show the bridging of like the past and the, and the future in the in the film. And I think it really worked in terms of the use of electronic uh, electronic elements in his soundtrack. I think he right. uses them more prominently in that soundtrack. It's a good song. I like it. Sounds good. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll go next. Uh, I'm going to recommend. I'm, I actually really looked hard for a deep, deep cut today, and I'm going to go with uh, Phoebe Crutes, her song "The Ballad of Throw Culture," and it's it's literally just a Brooklyn indie rock song that you probably haven't heard. It's just yeah, oh, this, wow. one's like, I, this one's actually the cut from. I, I actually said those words. Yeah, it's it, is it, is the it, cut. not the one. This... Ten million people have listened to this song. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, uh, she was a uh, indie rock. I don't know. I, I just called indie folk. She was indie folk performer in New York from like two thousand, literally from like two thousand six to two thousand eight. Only acted for like three years. Put out a couple of really good songs. It, it's it's these kind of like acts that make me realize, damn, like there's a lot of like pretty good musicians out there, and they just don't succeed because I don't know the music industry is fucked. True, facts. All right. My song, uh, I've been listening to a little bit of St. John lately. Um, so my song is Just For Me by St. John and SZA. It's on the Space Jam, a new legacy soundtrack. Space Jam, holy shit. Yeah, I've been listening to so much SZA lately. That's pretty much all I listen to now. You got some bangers oh, by the in way, the catalog. Do you pronounce that SZA? Is that, is that a reference to the Wu-Tang? Is that like a direct yeah. reference or is it assumed? Okay, okay, I, I don't it's know. Better. I'm a boomer. You, you, you gotta, yeah, you gotta tell me the things. Thanks, kids. Um, yeah. So I think uh, the thing to remember, sorry, thing to remember is is a goaded release her fucking album. Top dog release her fucking album right now. Uh, all right. So if you enjoyed our ramblings about random things and our toxic opinions on emotional but not physical abuse. Uh, and would like to support us in our attempts to make this a commonly held view, I think. 
Um, but also support us, support teachers, because if you support us, then I don't have to go on my knees and pick up $1 bills. I wasn't going to do it anyways, but maybe I would have if you don't give us money. So give us money at www.coffee, that's ko-fi.com slash the jujus, um, yeah. where you can support us monetarily. As, as doesn't care about money, but me and Keith care about money. So yeah, that they care about that. money. And I like buying video games. And if you support us monetarily, I can buy more video games and not play them. So do that. Um, but it's okay. If you don't do that, we're just thankful you're listening to us. And we're still thankful for that. We remain thankful for that. So thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.